Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to urge in the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to urge in the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever the mission, home or away, Enterprise helps over 120,000 people every day. With vans of all shapes and sizes, if you have a plan, Enterprise has a van. No matter if you need to rent for an hour, a day, a week or longer, Enterprise offers great rates for you or your business. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. The man, the myth, the modern classic. Only here for a visit, the riotous must-have new book by Alan Brazil. Featuring legendary tales from a life lived large and loud on pitch and off-piste. It's the year's most explosive rock and roll memoir. Only here for a visit, the brand new autobiography by Alan Brazil. Just what you need for a lockdown read. Now available in audio form from audible.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Tuesday, gang, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And we have some sensational news. Bit of a drum roll. Bit of a drum roll. Anyone? Bit of a drum roll? Any? No? (coughs) No drum rolls. Now, the podcast has had over 2 million downloads since we started last year. How amazing is that? So, well done, to you. Maybe we should put a big old round of applause or a big big celebratory noise and firecrackers going off. Let's do something now. Anyway, on with the podcast. And we start on the topic of diving and simulation after controversial incidents over the weekend involving Mohamed Salah and Harry Kane. You'll hear from Adrian Durham on Drive, Danny Murphy and Simon Jordan. But first is Tony Cascarino on The Breakfast Show. I can't get how officials cannot see that forwards are instigating contact. Mo Salah did it at the weekend, and again, it was minimal. As a Liverpool fan, I'm thinking, how can that be a penalty? Is that enough for a penalty? It's a very, very slight contact for me. Um, He's gone down very easily, but listen, Mo Salah's going to do that. And we're all selfish. We all think of our own interests on our clubs and how well they're doing. But if we don't understand as officials, and we don't get officials to understand, that instigating contact from forwards is a big problem. Believe it or not, yesterday morning I spoke to Mo about um, how he feels and he has exactly three proper knocks on the foot and one of them is from the penalty situation. Why can't the referees have the intelligence and common sense to see through what we're talking about. So that means that when there is sometimes contact and the Salah situation or the Callum Wilson situation, they can see that they've over-exaggerated, you know, they've, they've overdone it, dived after the event, delayed throwing themselves to the ground and, and not give the pens. I said many times we've got the best referees in Europe, we haven't anymore. I think we both know that Salah's reaction was embarrassing. I do think it's cheating. I think referees should have the innate ability to be able to see through it and do something about it, but they don't, they right? Don't. And there's a difficulty in that because then you become subjective about what it takes to pull, for someone to go down. But the reality of it is, that's embarrassing. Salah's amplification of it was pathetic. 
Kane is as bad, but for different reasons. Spurs have a penalty given to them by VAR, foul by Adam Lalana. It was borderline, was it inside or outside the box? And VAR, having had a look, has decided it is inside the box. VAR has been so ineffective. It's been such a shambles. The players are now taking it upon themselves to run the show. It's like the Wild West. Nobody is in control. When you have... The Hoiberg foul not being given, even when the ref goes over to the monitor. When you have Chilwell blatantly pushed by a Burnley player on the goal line to the point where he ends up in the goal, nothing's given, nothing's looked at. Just incredible, incredible decisions. And players are thinking, well, I've had enough of this. I'm just going to take it upon myself to, myself to get what I possibly can from referees and from VAR. And it's totally inept. Now, after Manchester United lost again at the weekend, it wasn't a surprise that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was, of course, the topic of conversation on TalkSport. We'll hear from the Watford skipper Troy Deeney, Tony Cascarino and the former United assistant Steve McLaren on breakfast in a moment. But first, here's the take of former Crystal Palace Mona, sorry, owner Simon Jordan. The manager's responsibility is to create a culture in a dressing room where leaders and characters can thrive. And if you have a vanilla manager, then there's no surprise that you'll have a team that's vanilla. And it has a team that lacks character and lacks leadership and doesn't get going when the time... We can all get going when there's no adversity knocking on the door. When it becomes hard is when characters and leaders come to the fore. There was no doubt that Alex Ferguson was a leader. Right? He, he created a culture, some may say, which, is, which, which culture did he create? Fear or respect? And some would argue that most people would trade fear for respect because fear lasts longer. Mm. There's a balance in that. If you had a Roy Keane in a dressing room, you'd have a Mick McCarthy situation where the player was mm. superseding the manager. Mm. And what you've got is bland meets bland. I thought second half, we only had one little bit of uh, defending to do and unfortunately we gave a soft penalty away. The consistency of the players is not there. That's yeah. why the inconsistency of the results. You know, two weeks ago, they were calling for Ollie's head. Last week after Leipzig, 5-0, what a manager. That's unfortunately the media criticism that we have to put out of our head. He's just got to focus. But I've got to say, the players have got to take responsibility. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. I, I know you can need consistency of shape and you need consistency of decisions, but you need consistency of performance from players. And they're just one week, they're uh, 9, 10. The next week, they're 4 and 5. And the top team yeah. can't have that. Not a classic game, I have to say. Probably a nil-nil written all over it. Uh, apart from that uh, soft penalty we gave away. If you had to look back over 100 games, you'd probably say no. I don't think anybody else with that record would get the length of time in which he's done. I just don't think he demands the respect off the other players. You don't see much change. And other than you know, Greenwood, who would you really say has improved under him? I do think that obviously Pogba takes a lot of criticism and takes a lot of the, the, the blame away from a lot of people at Man United, but there were so many average performances yesterday. Zaha, who squeezed the ball under David De Gea, and there's no doubt about it now. You're looking at United, and I thought he has had times where you go, do you know what, I feel like it's moving in the right direction. Yesterday, if it was one step forward, it was ten steps backwards because they really did get, in every shape and form, got embarrassed by the way that Arteta set Arsenal up and, and did an absolute number on Manchester United yesterday. And staying on the topic of United is Troy Deeney and the Suns, Neil Custis, having a big old bust-up over Harry Maguire. Why is no one going at Harry Maguire? Is he not the captain? Is he not the, the guy that's meant to lead the ship? Where's the criticism of him in the last two, three weeks? 
other than the uh, England stuff? Well, he has been. I mean, I, I called him Captain Calamity two weeks ago, so um, he has been getting... But you did say, no one said nothing about him today. That's what I'm saying. When he had the little spell and it was acceptable to call him out when he had the... The incident no, that happened in the summer. Two weeks. You weren't talking about today. I'm talking. I'm talking. In, I'm talking. In, I'm talking in general. You're going to tell me you, he's he's been bad enough over two weeks. That's the only time we could call him out. Well, last season they had the, the third best defensive record in the Premier League, only three goals behind Liverpool, and had the most clean sheets of any of the top five leagues in Europe. So what we're going to do then? We're going to hide behind stats. Okay, no problem. What do you hide behind? Stats? We're hiding behind stats. We are. We're hiding about? behind stats. We're literally because if you you know if you, we did stats. What do you mean on... hiding behind stats? Okay, then. So hold him accountable to those stats. So you never now. use stats on Talksport, do you not? I'm I'm not talks, but I'm Troy. I'm talking to you. So you never use stats. Yes, like, but what like, I'm saying like, is, you hold him accountable like to the three. So that was last season. So li- listen to what I'm saying, Neil. No, but that was last, last season. You said over the last. Listen to what I'm saying to you, Neil. That was last season. You asked me. And do you hold him accountable to that standard this year when they're fifteenth? Are you going to let me talk? Now, of course, it was the first Andy Goldstein Sports Bar Monday to Thursday from ten pm last night. Here's a bit of Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday at Thursday at 10pm, with me, Andy Goldstein, and Jason Cundy, looking back at Leeds against Leicester in the Premier League, taking calls on that, and, of course, all the other bits and pieces that we did on last night's show. Tillemans comes forward and puts it in the top corner. It's an emphatic goal from Tillemans. It's an emphatic performance from Leicester City. They're going second in the Premier League. Leeds 1, Leicester City 4. Today, Brendan Rodgers had a makeshift back four. No, no Soyuncu, no Evans. Mm. You know, Pereira, their best, their best full-back, actually still out injured. Yeah, I love uh, James Justin. I think he's done fabulous since he's come in. The, you know, and the, and the way that they're set up, they're an excellent team. And Brendan Rodgers is an excellent manager. This is a, this is a team that have got their eyes on the prize, focused. Um, and they're going to they're gonna be... Come the end what, of the season, mate, they're going to be in that... Do you know power. what? Brendan Rodgers has surprised me, actually. He yeah. really has. And he is an excellent manager, you're right. He knows exactly how to break teams down. He knows their weaknesses. He knows how to play to his own team strengths. And he knows exactly when to go for the jugular. And we, we saw that against, I think it was Arsenal. Arsenal last weekend. And, and we've seen him just destroy Leeds tonight as well. Yes. I, thought, I thought they were great. He is a fantastic manager. It's been a brilliant start for us. Uh, the games we've had, with all the injuries that we've had, they we you know we've had a tough schedule of games but uh, players focus they've matured each you know each day and each game and uh, like I say we'll not get too carried away it's a great result but uh, we want to now get ready and get another three points in Europe you're asking me why would Brendan go to Manchester United and I'm telling you that that job only comes up when United are doing poorly the reason Klopp got the Liverpool job wasn't because Liverpool were flying it wasn't because Liverpool were doing well under Brendan it's because they dropped out of that that race for the top four and they were going backwards. So that's why Klopp got Liverpool the job when he did. Liverpool were only in that race for for a season when Brendan was there. They finished second. That's the only time they finished in the top four. Once. No, but the point that's I'm it. making is that the the reason the jobs come up and that if this job does come up is because Manchester United are going to be in a bit of a mess. That's why the job becomes available because the manager's doing poorly. Tom, the reason Conte left your club to go to Chelsea, the leave Maguire left your club to go to United. The reason Mares left your club to go to Man City is exactly the reason why your manager would leave if United coming for him. And how many trophies has Maguire won since he's been at United? No, but you're not listening to what I'm saying, Tom. No, I am. No, you're not. What What I'm saying is, these people... Listen, no, 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 because you haven't understood. I'm saying these people leave your club to go to a bigger club. Now, a bit of boxing. This is the promoter, Frank Warren. 
and the former Cruiserweight champion of the world, Tony Bellew, reacting to Deontay Wilder's Twitter video and comments about Tyson Fury. Absolute bonkers, this one. I hardly believe you put something hard in your glove, something the size and the shape of an egg weight. Here's the reason why the side of my face swelled up in an egg weight form. It's nuts. You know, it's absolutely insane. You've got to understand, Lord, that the checks we go through once once we arrive at the arena, from the minute we get there, we're followed by a drug tester. This is when you're in, when you're at the top of the sport and you're in world title fights. So you get to the arena, you're followed everywhere by a drug tester. The minute you start getting ready for the bout, so you start getting your kit on, your clothes on, you'll get your hands wrapped. From the minute your hands start getting wrapped, you've got someone from the opposing dressing room in your changing room. He watches everything that goes on. You're all also have an official that's with you at all times. What's happened here is Deontay Wilder's gone missing for quite a while. You know, he's licked his wounds, he went away after he loses the fight, and he's just kept a gang of backslappers and yes men around him. And in the end, he's listened and listened to these guys for months. And he's come out now, made an absolute fool of himself. Mm. In my opinion, that's what he's It's very, very sad because he's a he's a really good, strong fighter, Deontay Wilder. He doesn't need to go down this path. It's just, it's absolutely ludicrous. It's ridiculous, and he looks like he's lost the plot, which is very sad because, as I said before, Deontay Wilder, if he just comes up and says, "You know what, guys, I lost. It happens. It's boxing." In the end, it took a crab in a bucket referee and a disloyal trainer to throw the towel in just to stop me. He was a great champion. He was champion for six, seven years. Tremendous puncher, hardest puncher at it. I don't know why he's doing all this stuff. You know, you should just stop it and just let's you know move forward. He's not doing himself any favors. He's just oh, the water, the suit, the gloves, and whatever else. I don't know the shoulder injury. I mean, what was what's he fighting for? Now, staying with fighting, well, sort of. We can head back to Neil Custis and Troy Deeney. I wonder how they're getting along. Are you going to let me talk? Yeah, that's why I just asked you a question. You asked me about Harry Maguire over the last two years, right? That's why I referred to last season. That's within the last two years, mm-hmm. right? And those stats are very, very relevant when you're talking about the captain and the central defender. Those stats are very relevant. So it's not hiding behind them. So the so accountability to, the, to this year is what? They're, they're 15th. So are you saying they're the third best defenders now? Or are you going to call him out on what he is? That's what I'm asking. That's the question. No, the question was... But that's the question oh, I'm asking you now. Like, Is that it? Is, are we going to... No, you're now changing the question. You, oh, you asked me right the there. question about over the last two years. So I'm referring to last season, right? We're six games in now, and he has been criticised. And he's been criticised in my paper because he hasn't been as good as he was last season. OK, thanks, mate. Now, Fulham beat West Brom. 2-0 over on TalkSport 2 in the Premier League. We can hear from both managers, Scotty Parker and Slavin Bilic. They were speaking with Ian Dance Dancer. Now, Alaina with a drive. Oh, oh what a goal! Alaina has scored an absolute worldie to put Fulham 2 up. Mitrovic again with a set-up play. We spoke about taking, taking chances. It's an element of our game that we're going to have to probably be a little bit more... Um, 
different to what it was last year. Take opportunities, don't turn down crosses. I, you know, I think we are number one in the league for crosses. And in terms of taking risk and playing that ball or shooting in and around it, that probably epitomised that. Um, so, yeah, that was pleasing. Great goal as well. They looked more committed. They looked more hungry. And that is what is hurt. We I mean, can't rely only on our quality in this league. No way. You have to roll your sleeves. We tried, we tried. But obviously it's not enough. We have to try more. We have to go in that red zone. We have to be crazy as a team. Back now to drive. And after the Prime Minister Boris Johnson announced the planned lockdown restrictions set for England from Thursday, Darren Goff admitted he couldn't believe the government's decision to postpone golf. And I agree with him. Absolute barking, that one. You could go play golf with someone in your own household. What, what is wrong with that? It's weird, you don't it? see anyone. You book a tea time. You get there half an hour before it starts. You see probably one of the two of the people there who have gone off before you and the ones going on after you, and that is it. Mm. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, do you know what I mean? I, I, I just do not understand how he can cancel golf when it's outside and everything's been put in place at every golf club I've been to in the last four months. I could go to the golf course uh, tomorrow, uh, my golf course. I can walk around it, but I can't have a golf bag on my back and play play a few shots. Remarkable. It makes no <laughs> on sense my, On my own. No, so I think there's a real lack of understanding of... <laughs> it's mad, it? it? I'm just going to say that again. I'm going to go to the golf club tomorrow... I'm going to walk from one, I'm going to walk where I would have hit my first shot, where I've hit my second, I'm going to put it out. But if I go back the next day, after Thursday, and I take my golf bag, that's it. I can't go it. I can't mm. play. On my own. And after the very sad news over the weekend that the legendary James Bond actor Sean Connery passed away at the age of 90, the former Rangers striker Ali McQuist recalled the times he'd met his fellow Scott. You know one of these people, you walk in a room... And the room goes quiet, you know. It's just real awe, class. Met him a couple of good times. There's a couple of great great nights from him as well, to tell you the truth. Mm. Would you I mean, one of them <clears throat> was the party of all parties in the, in Paris, in the Buddha Bar in Paris. I was telling the story. And it was a night before Scotland opened the World Cup against Brazil. And we had a party. All the Scots boys were just... It was it was organised and it was in a place called the, the, the Buddha Bar. And the party was ridiculous. It was just an official who's who of Scottish people, right? It was just magical. Absolutely magical. And obviously Sean Connery was there. Sir Alex was there. Jackie Stewart. Rory Bremner. You name it, and it was just absolutely brilliant. And Sean, I can remember Sean, uh, just really let his hair down and had an absolutely fantastic time. And I was telling the story, gospel truth, would you? We're all up singing, there was bands on, there was music, everybody's just going crazy for the whole... I mean, it went on to, I don't know, but whatever time it went on to. And I was singing Bruce Springsteen, right? <laughs> for the band, right? That's his truth. I was singing Bruce Springsteen with the band. It was either Born to Run or Dance in the Dark or something like that. And I turned round... And my backing group was Kenny Dalglish, Ewan McGregor, Sean Connery, Gavin Hastings, right? And I thought to myself, Bruce Springsteen couldn't get a backing group like this. (laughs) 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 And Sean Connery, at one point, Sean had the top off. He had the top (laughs) off, bare bare chested, giving it plenty. So, I mean, what a man. Just absolutely fantastic. Mm. And and, and then he's passing over the weekend there. A lot of, obviously... Nostalgia's coming out in some of the old pictures yeah. and the old black and white pictures. I'm leaning against his Aston Martin, just absolutely reek of class. Do you know what I mean? It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. 
Nearly time to go. Before I do, let me tell you about some live football you can hear on the TalkSport Network tonight from 7pm. Atalanta take on Liverpool. That's in the Champions League. Live comms on TalkSport. And on TalkSport 2, Huddersfield take on Bristol City in the Championship. That's it. I'm back on the Sports by Andy Goldstein's one tonight from 10pm. Taking your calls after another busy night of football. Both Liverpool and Man City in action. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. So do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, have a great day. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading as well. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.